The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you're listening to me, whether you're listening to me live on Radio Fresh FM, the greatest little radio show in the South Island and probably, even possibly, the world. You have been Vision on the Deadline Reports Investigates. Today we're just going to cover a mirror of topics, a few little highlights and bullets of things that have come to my attention as we go into the new year. Also, quickly, just quickly run them up. In the next couple of weeks, all going well, my guests should include Jamie from the Moon Bar, who'll be telling us all about what the Moon Bar get up to in Wellington. Cool little live performance venue up there. We've got Ted Howard, who uh, basically, if you know, if you go down to the uh, the Nelson Farmers Markets and you see a nice brightly coloured store of all wonderful kites that's Ted but in another lifetime he actually used to work for the naval well let Ted tell the story but we're going to cover some of the issues which really I'm going to be, be beating this drum hard I'm going to be beating it strong this year it's the peace train tune it's reminding people right now as of yesterday news report they read a story saying that the doomsday clock this is the clock that was set up by the bullet of atomic scientists to measure what the risk is of a man-made cause global extinction event. The closest they've ever got to was the Cuban Missile Crisis where it was two minutes to midnight where we literally had people, their fingers on the buttons. There's actually some very amazing stories there about how the war nearly started but basically people turned around and said when push came to shove, no I'm not going to be the guy that's responsible for starting World War 3 and didn't. Well we're way past that risk factor. As of last year I reported to you on many 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 occasions that even before the invasion of the uh, of the Ukraine we were sitting at the staggering 100 seconds to midnight. This January, the Atomic Bulletin scientists have done a reappraisal. We are now sitting at 90 seconds to midnight. That's 90 seconds from the fact that everybody that you know and love and don't even love will be gone. Bang. Just like that. Things driving it are the nuclear arms industry. These are not only the same nuclear arms industry that some very, very famous heroes, which I'll include Murray Horton. I don't always get on with Murray Horton, but I will definitely give him the thumbs up as one of the people that made us awareness of this nuclear madness and made New Zealand somewhat of a special country during the 1980s. We're all familiar with our stand against the concept of nuclear weapons in New Zealand. Twice already under the Ardern government, building on what the John Key government uh, brought in with Rocket Lab. The new Ministry of Foreign Affairs has warned our own government under the Ardern administration that twice we've already breached our nuclear-free legacy on two separate occasions. It's probably a lot, lot more than that, but that's where we're at. So, you know, we're all, there are all these other issues out there. Which, I'm not going to say they're important or not, but nuclear annihilation should be top of the food chain, people. That's what you should all be talking about. That's what you should all be aware of. When we turn around and start doing these ANZUS training exercises, we've got all these mushroom clouds popping up. They're not to do with 5G telecommunication giving you faster internet. They are to do with propping up an extremely aggressive and out of control American military industrial complex that needs to be acknowledged, it needs to be stood up and it needs to be, that peace drum needs to be beating loud and hard.
mind. While I was up in Wellington, I received a copy from Nicky Hager. Sorry, not Hager. Nicky gave me his book, which is called Peacemonger. It's on another hero of this whole crusade to remind people that we've got to say no to nukes. The way the world is, we're the 21st century, and this is the level of conflict and resolution best that we can come up with. It's not acceptable. People like Owen Wilkes have turned around and done staggering jobs of, of showing us all the propaganda techniques, which organisations utilise them. They're all in, his, in the National Archives. I've mentioned Owen Wilkes on, on numerous occasions in my book, and I'm really, really, really glad to see that Nikki Hager has written a book on Owen Wilkes. I haven't even, it's still sitting on my bedside, I've only flipped through, but again, it goes a whole chapter into exposing the propaganda methods, looking at what's been utilised right now, and, and it'll, it'll shock a lot of people, because a lot of people that associate themselves with being liberal Democrats that stand up for peace, that stand up for human rights activists, are going to find that a lot of the people that are driving US foreign policy and policies at the moment, which we're being sold under the concept that, that maybe these are standing up for liberal values, that's not actually true. And it's not only not true, but the people that are actually pushing it, they've got names, they've got addresses, and they've got a long history of massive exploitation of everything. You know, if you're a liberal, you represent progressive activism, and you understand what these people have stood for, there's no way you'd be in the same room with them. But yet, these are the people that are driving where we're at at the moment. One of the other things that are actually causing a big problem out there, which is adding to this 90 seconds at midnight, is the arrival of AI technology. Again, this is pivotal to the US military's dreams of maintaining their dominance in a superpower environment. It's a dream which they can only achieve if we end up in a global conflict with either China or Russia. And the outcome of that, as we all know, because we all went through the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and I'm talking about we, the over 40s, the only outcome of that victory is ashes in your mouth, to quote JFK. And there is no winning a nuclear war. There is no winning a global conflict. All that you'll do is you'll escalate the chance. At the moment, the nuclear missiles, if they travel from Beijing using hypersonic missiles to Washington, vice versa, it's seven minutes detonation. They have seven minutes to work out whether that dot on the screen is the real deal or a malfunction. And of course, the first thing they do when they see the dot on the sky is they turn on all the automated AI systems, which the other side's AIC systems turns around and sees the same situation, does its threat assessment, bang, and it goes on. And you know what you're looking at is what they're arguing about in the doomsday clock is that AI is only going to end in a total obliteration of the human race because it actually doesn't have the means and the empathy to discern what those Russian submarine commander who turned around and said, no, I'm not going to press this button and save the entire world. AI doesn't do that. It just sees what the other side does and responds. You know, AI, there's amazing stuff it's doing with us, art and creativity. I'll be looking at some of these issues later on as well. But we also need to be aware of the fact that the AI systems are only as good as the people that set the paradigms and the basically the command structure for it. And if you've got a military industrial complex that its primary core goal is dominance and winning a war, that's all your AI's going to stand and you know what the conclusion isn't actually pretty just going to take a little brutal break and we'll cover some of these other little bullet points today but i think i'm going to go with at this particular stage since we're talking about the role of ai which is something again we'll be bringing in specialists to talk about during the year let's play my sex computer games a little interesting story before we go to the break this is actually performed and engineered in the uh controlled data com one of the big ai database spaces that are around today this is at the time was forecasting all the mass surveillance things which we have largely turned a blind eye to out of, as we've gone for convenience instead but it's more than relevant than today computer games and you're listening to Ben Vigin on the Deadline Report courtesy of Fresh FM the greatest little radio station in the South Island and possibly the world
Good morning, good afternoon. We carry on the show courtesy on Fresh FM, the Deadline Report, Ben Vigil Investigates. I've turned around today and I've mentioned to you about the situation where I'll be really beating the peace drum this year. That's the only thing I care about. I don't care about any of these issues. We are on the verge of destructions, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to be hard and fast and get our priorities because right now we're being distracted by the most sophisticated propaganda operation in the world's history. It is getting us fighting over identity politics. I won't say these are issues which are not significant because all these issues are significant to us. Otherwise, we wouldn't respond to them emotionally so strongly as we do. They know that. But in the meantime, while that's going on, the military industrial complex is taking control of this planet and they are driving us towards global extinction and that's not my opinion that is the opinion of the most imminent body of scientists in existence the bulletin of atomic scientists who now states that we are 90 seconds to midnight that's the point of global extinction caused by man-made based technology in the amount of image laundering that goes on in this exercise i'm so sick and tired of watching causes that i've stood up through whether it's environmentalism the rainbow community race relations, getting hijacked by corporations that they put a logo on a sports team and suddenly they're woke and our mass media seems to be going along with it, our middle class seems to be going along with it because tick the list. Meanwhile the world's powers get more and more power, they get more and more militarised, they get more and more towards actually wiping us out and that's a fact, let's own that fact. The people at the top of the food chain are not our friends and there is nothing in the history books there is nothing in the political books, there is nothing in the sociology books that indicate that these are leopards that have changed their spots at any point. They are the same creature that in 1980 owned 90% of the world's resources. Today, 1% of this group now own 50% of the planet's resources and they're still not happy. They want more and they want to convince you of their right to have that more. I'm just going to pick you one example. It's right on my footstep at the moment. We've got cruise ships that are coming into Nelson at the moment. And, and this is happening, I've driven all around the South Island for the last six, eight months I've seen this happen everywhere. The cruise ships, they even come into places that they didn't normally come or they didn't come that more frequently. These are the cruise ships that their ecological footprint, there is no arguing it. These, if you want to stop climate change now, stop cruise ships. And if you're a government that maintains that that is your number one policy, that we're in a climate emergency, stop cruise ships. Don't turn around and expect us to pay more in our food or whatever because of whatever reason we're told while you're still allowing cruise ships to come and visit us. It's that simple. I'm sick of the hypocrisy. And yet the people at the top who are selling us all these reasons we should be doing this, which are all, in my opinion, sound, logical reasons, are not executing their own talk. And this is happening with both national and it's happening both for Labour. Our system's broke and you just have to look at the cruise ships coming in. And let's take that Let's take that a step further. We know from last time that we haven't learned. We learned that cruise ships were spreaders of disease. This was even known before COVID, but it became a publicly known fact after COVID. The ships that we're seeing coming into New Zealand, you can go back to mainstream articles as far as July and find these are ships that are described as epidemic. That is to say, the virus has worked its way so much into the system, there is short of actually going and ripping the whole ship apart and doing massive scrubbing cleaning, you can't get the disease out of those ships. This is why norovirus before the COVID came around and would be one of the things that would spread norovirus when they came in. Well, now it's doing COVID and we're quite happy with it, even though we're talking about a resurgence of a new 
variant, a new very strain coming out of China. Well, our preemptive medicine is we're doing the same thing. We're doing nothing. No, there's money to be made. So let's let the climate killing cruise ships come in, destroy our ecology, bring introduce a harmful disease into our environment. And then you and I can pay the consequences of what the politicians won't because they want you to do one thing while they do another thing. Same situation with those particular cruise ships. We know from the last time that when they came in, in the case of Dunedin, they turned around and they provided the buses to take those cruise passengers to wherever they wanted. And those buses were actually provided by taxpayers' dollars to ferry your children to school. And of course, so of course once they've finished being hijacked for the cruise industry, because it's so important, they know they provide those buses for the children who have now been contaminated with the virus from the cruise ships. That's what we learned. That's how we learned it spread. One of the ways it spread last time. Well, that's what's going to happen again now as we head into winter. You know, we, we're going to see a rise in disease which could have been prevented now. But no, money was to be made. So suddenly all those things which are so important, the climate change emergency doesn't matter. That same climate change emergency is used in the United States, $4 billion used to fund climate change emergency. But that $4 billion isn't actually going to things that will actually minimise the response. It's going to the nuclear industry that actually helps weaponise nuclear weapons. Same situation, the half billion that was provided for the Pacific for climate change. No one, it went into Fort Blackrock, named after a corporation whose green credentials have been shot to hell to push US foreign policy on behalf of the US corporations. There is nothing clean or green about it. So we need to start actually demasking some of these image launderers and we need to start recognising that the address of the issue as long as these people maintain in power, the world is at risk and the system isn't going to get better till we start going after the people and naming and shaming these people. There is a very small amount of these particular people and that's true even in New Zealand and our politicians we need to take a bipartisan approach and start calling our politicians to task collectively because they're effectively working in tandem just like they're doing the US you can have your identity politics but at the end of the day US military industrial controls for donations and lobbying the democratic system and owns the labor and the same is true in New Zealand where you go to Wellington you look at the landscape there's the beehive it's although as I like to call it the wasp factory stands all nine floors tall and it's absolutely surrounded Deloitte's Pricewaterhouse Cooper, US Embassy, the ANZ Bank, and these are all massive buildings that are hugely risen. But you know what? They are all in the business of being in Wellington to actually lobby the government to get their results. And that's what's happening. We are getting government after government after government, regardless of the lolly wrapper, that is busily doing the bidding of all these lobbyists while actually our basic needs are actually not met. Our health isn't met. Our hospital system's broke. It was being broken long before COVID. We're getting dragged into wars which will destabilise, first of all, the Pacific and then potentially as I said, bullet of atomic scientists bring us to nuclear annihilation. We're 90 seconds away from midnight, people, and it's not you going to the supermarket with a plastic bag that's causing it. It's your government that goes, you've got to go and buy a, a lifetime bag for your shopping, but don't worry about the cruise ships and don't worry about all the billions of dollars that we're spending into the military-industrial complex while New Zealand itself, Rocket Lab, all the antennas that have popped up in the last five years, that is all basically about our economy being militarised for the benefit of a US system that all it wants is more and more and more and I'll keep asking for more till it's eaten the entire planet. Enough is enough. This is Ben Vigin on the Deadline Report courtesy of Fresh FM and I think today we're going to play Cat Stevens. It's time to get on the peace train. Now I've been happy lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh I've been Smiling lately, dreaming about the world as one. 
And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There is a peace train Oh peace train, take this country Come take me home again about the good things to come and I believe it could be something good has begun oh, peace train sounding louder right on the peace train
The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.